Do you remember the last time you were sick? It might have been an injury, maybe you came down with a cold, a virus, or some other form of illness. How did that go? Did it trigger you? Because being sick sure triggers me. And I happen to be sick as I record this episode. And the thing with being sick is, it really stirs the CPTSD pot, especially if you have to isolate while you're sick. Even though at this point I am feeling a lot better, I had a rough few days. And this week, I'm going to go unscripted again. And I want to share the things that have come up for me as I have been recovering from being sick and how I tried or managed to cope with some of the triggers that came up. Quite frankly, um, it was a struggle. I'm not going to lie. I, I, I'm, not, I'm not coming at this from a place of, oh, this is how you can make your triggers go away. Mm, not really. And I hope this can be helpful to you in some way. And the hope is that if being sick is a trigger for you, you won't feel alone. And if you struggle with, with the triggers that come up when you're sick, that maybe this episode can give you something useful. Hi, I am Raisa, a survivor of narcissistic abuse, and I have complex post-traumatic stress disorder. And you are listening to Hello Trauma Brain, a podcast where I share my experiences living with complex PTSD. My hope is this podcast can help destigmatize mental health and provide support to anyone diagnosed with CPTSD who thinks they might have it or has a loved one with this diagnosis. Quick reminder, I am not a licensed psychologist or mental health care professional. And this podcast is not meant to replace nor substitute the care of psychologists, other mental or medical health care professionals. If you think you might have complex PTSD or PTSD, please reach out to your primary care or mental health care provider. Any individuals and resources mentioned in this episode are not sponsoring Hello Trauma Brain. This episode may reference trauma or abuse, and listener discretion is advised. Remember, you can always pause or skip this episode at any time. And now, let's get back to the episode. Hello, dear survivors, and welcome to this episode of Hello, Trauma Brain. Thank you for joining me today. So... As I said last week, I was going to basically do the two episodes back to back and I literally hit record <laughs> right after finishing last week's episode and here I am. I'm still sick. I got I got COVID. I got COVID and um, I mean, by the time you hear this episode, I'm really hoping that I am completely out of the woods and this is a thing of the past but as I recorded today and not really I'm still here and I'm starting to turn the corner and feel better oh my goodness this this has lasted a long time it has been draining it's just a, a huge huge trigger for me in all facets I essentially uh got sick 
and I had like a few hours where I thought I was getting better and then I got worse again. And let me tell you, oh my goodness, what a what a trigger. I think I, I was I was staying pretty optimistic initially, or at least trying to. And then when I when I saw my condition worsen, oh man, that really threw me on the spiral. And here's the thing. I I think this is a CPTSD thing. And I might be completely wrong. Maybe people who don't have CPTSD also experience this. But I'm going to say that, you know, with CPTSD, it, it makes it harder to see the light at the end of the tunnel. I feel like when you have CPTSD, whatever state you're in, that's it. It feels final, permanent, overwhelming. It's like, I feel like other people might have a, a much easier time picturing a future where they're not sick anymore and they get over the thing and they're able to resume their activities and everything is fine. And it's just not, not how it works for me. I tend to operate from the worst case scenario. So let's start with that being probably part of how this gets so out of control for me. And then when the worst case scenario becomes a reality, you know, like getting COVID and then I'm getting better and then all of a sudden I get worse, everything shuts down. Like imagine that you are so scared of this horrible thing happening and then it happens, right? And it re- like that reinforcement is like, I knew, I knew it. I knew I, it was going to happen to me. I fucking knew it. Something that, I, that, I'm, that I'm working on, because again, I'm very aware that's not the best approach and it's not realistic. That's the thing. Just like joy cannot last forever because something will come after that. The same goes for sadness or for sickness or whatever state like nothing is gonna last forever like like something will come after that but you just can't see it when you're in it at least I it's really hard for me to see it my trauma brain is not great at grasping two different realities it can only focus on like the one and if the one that I am in is not great then that's not good my brain latches onto that and it runs with it and it almost like applies it to everything. It's like, see, see this, you're going to be sick and watch it. You'll be that person that's sick for like six months and you won't ever get better. And what's going to happen now? Probably going to lose our job. We're going to be this and we're going to be that. And, and it cannot picture something that could be days away. Heck, hours away. As I record this, I am getting better. And now it's becoming easier to see the light at the end of the tunnel. Now I can like start to picture a week coming up where I won't be quarantining and I won't be feeling awful and I won't be worried that now plans that I have coming up are ruined or I'm going to have to get canceled. Like I, I'm starting to see a possibility of like, okay, I definitely feel a lot better. I think I'm going to be okay. But it's so hard to get to that part where I finally can believe and I'm going to be okay. Why is it so hard? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know the answer to that. I'm going to be real. It's annoying. It's frustrating. It, it, it really feels terrible to be sick. And on top of it, to just have that sense of gloom and pessimism just wash over me. And I tried a few things to kick myself out of that. And there are a few things that I was just trying to help myself 
kick the pessimism and kick the doom and gloom. And it wasn't an immediate fix. It took a lot of tries. And at the end, I feel like it didn't quite turn around until I started getting the evidence that it was going to get better. And that's the thing. I almost feel like those stories where they talk about like the incredulous person that needs to see it to believe it. Like that's that's how my CPTSD brain works. It needs to see it to believe it. Like until I have actual evidence that it is going to be okay, my brain is just not going to buy it. No. It will reject any hypothetical that things could turn around. I'm not sure if this is just like a Risa thing. And if it's not, <laughs> I love to hear from any of you who also experience this. And if you if you do experience this, I'm so sorry. It's just, it's, this shit's horrible. And if if you do experience that, I a you're not alone. And by all means, let me know that I'm not alone, because it really feels like I'm the only person experiencing this when I am. I have a theory that I probably am not alone. At least I, I want to have a theory. Perhaps anyone listening who resonates with this, you can be the data that helps me actually grasp the fact that I am not alone with this. <sighs> yeah. And let's see. Where do I want to go from here? Hang on a second. So let me tell you a few of the things I did to try to kick myself out of that dark loop I went under when I was feeling really sick earlier this week. I messaged people, voiced what I was feeling and the things that were going through my mind. Like I would share that. I would put it in a message and send it to a trusted friend. Like it really feels like this is not going to get better right now. Like it really feels like I'm not going to turn it around. And like having a place, and, and this is something that's personally helpful to me, if I let it stew inside my brain and inside my body, it will take over. I tend to personally benefit when I can externalize it somehow and either share it with someone. And it's almost like the moment it, it leaves my, my internal space and is out there, it starts losing some of the edge. And I also dialogued. I didn't dialogue a lot. Like the first few days, I didn't quite dialogue. If there's something I could have changed is I would have dialogued more when I was sick, but I was just not, anybody wasn't there. So that didn't happen. But I, I do have a theory that had I dialogued, I think it would have helped release some of those feelings too. Another thing that I did was become very aware of what I needed. I really tuned in into my body. And when my body said, I want to rest and I want to sleep another five hours, even though we slept 10 already, I was like, okay, but we're going to lay down. That's fine. Absolutely. We're, we're recovering. Before I started healing from CPTSD, before I started getting any of this language, before I even realized how much the trauma I had experienced was running my life, I used to just push myself and force myself and I would have tried to stay up and do things and just not have any compassion for the fact that my body needed to rest. I would just judge myself for laying there and doing nothing. Like that was just not acceptable to me. So I needed to do and I needed to figure out how to keep doing even though I was shutting down. And it made things worse. 
When you're trying to recover and you're just forcing yourself to just get all these things done and you're not really giving your body what it needs, I feel like the illness lasts longer and it has worse impacts on your body and on your mind. And this time, I have to say I can appreciate how different it felt. I was so much kinder on myself than I have been in the past. Took it slow. I I nourished my body. I I did make sure to get all my meals in. And even though part of me probably secretly is still judging me for not cleaning or not getting the place in shape, I have been here for so many days and like not much has changed. I have offered myself this compassion. Like I'm not on vacation. I'm not just taking time off for fun. I am I'm sick. And I almost had to like look at it from a lens of like if I had a kid with me right now that was sick, would I be pushing the kid to do their homework? Would I be telling them to clean their room? Would I be getting upset at them because they slept 10 hours? No, I would be so gentle with that child. I would be taking care of them and making sure they eat and making sure they rest. And it's okay to play some games, you know, if you're feeling a little bit up to it. And I wouldn't be judging them. So why would I judge me? So that was helpful to help alleviate some of the judgment and some of the pressure I was feeling about getting better quicker and getting up and running faster. I did a lot of trauma-informed yoga. And I mean the workouts where she was just laying there with like blankets on her and pillows and bolsters underneath the knees and relaxing. And a few times I actually fell asleep on the mat. (laughs) And it was my body telling me, I'm tired, I'm fatigued, I need to rest. And it was so okay. I sometimes would get up from the mat and just realize, okay, I need to sleep more. And I would just walk to the bed and sleep for a few more hours. And it was fine. And I have to say, it felt felt so different in my body. This, this, this approach of being kinder to my body and listening to it and tending to it, this is new for me. You know, by new, I mean like barely a year and a half, if not even less than that old. So I feel like I wasn't really doing the somatic stuff right from the get-go. It took me a few months. So just the concept of taking a deep breath, And slowing down, slowing down and letting my body tell me what it needs. And not only that, but listening to it and offering what it needs. Because you can listen to your body and realize that you're tired and still go, fuck it, I'm still going to do the stuff. That doesn't land in the same way. It sends a message to your body of, you don't matter. And I don't care what you need, you're not getting it. I gave my body, my soul, and my heart that message for most of my life. I rarely looked at what I needed and honored it. That was just not something I did. I was so busy focused on the other people around me, the ones that I needed to monitor to be safe, that I forgot I existed. And recovering from CPTSD, I think a piece of it involves starting to acknowledge that I exist. I'm here and I have needs and 
when my body is sick, it needs extra care. And that doesn't make me bad. That doesn't make me selfish. What a novelty. Because I would totally look at myself as selfish way back. Because before I started healing, I would have considered myself resting to be the most selfish thing I could do. And yet, this week, it became the kindest thing I could do. The most gentle, lovely thing I could do for myself. And I'm so worth it. I'm worth taking a break. I'm worth resting. I'm worth investing resources, money, and time to get better. Even scheduling a doctor's appointment, like I don't have it all figured out yet. And I, I'm just becoming aware of some of the things that I have been doing without realizing it, right? And one thing I, I picked up this week was I put off scheduling an appointment. I thought I could figure how to get better on my own. And I figured it would be a waste of money and a visit and a copay to call the doctor and take somebody else's appointment, somebody who might need it more than me. Like that, that's where the mind was. And when I started getting worse this week, I decided I'm going to call the doctor. I'm going to make an appointment. And even if it is to hear that there's nothing they can do, I still want to hear a professional give me their opinion on whether what I'm doing is actually appropriate or if I need to do something else. I called and I made the appointment and I had the telehealth visit and she actually was able to offer me a few things that I wasn't doing and now I'm feeling better. So worth it to me? I'm going to be honest, a part of me thought, maybe you should have just Googled that. Why did you waste the visit? (laughs) Why did you waste the money, the copay, the time? That visit could have been somebody else's. And I almost had to stop myself and use the inner child framework again and say, no, hang on. If I had a five-year-old that was sick with COVID and she was getting worse, I wouldn't hesitate to call the doctor to get a professional opinion, and I probably wouldn't think that Googling it was going to cut it for this precious five-year-old I want to protect and keep safe. So why do I not get the same level of urgency, the same level of priority and care? I work very hard to have the job so I can have the health insurance and I can have the money to pay for the copay. Why the heck don't I get to use it? Of course I am worthy and deserving of using it. And I'm glad I called the doctor and I'm glad I did the visit and I'm glad that I was able to get some guidance into what I need to be looking out for in this upcoming week and what do I need to keep an eye on. And if I notice, you know, A, B, and C, I need to call again. Like now I know that. And that wasn't a waste. That's information that's going to help me get better, feel healthy, and ultimately be safe. Be safe in my body again. Be safe in my home. Be safe in myself. And yet, it took it took some some serious picturing the five year old and 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 doing all this healing work to be able to land there. Like if this sounds like an over exaggeration to you, and you're entitled to your take on this, and that's the thing with CPTSD. If anything, I thrive in the most chaotic in dire situations and something that might be a bit more simple and easy for someone else. For me, 
it almost feels impossible. And yeah, calling calling the doctor and being on hold and waiting for this appointment to come up and showing up to the appointment, like <sighs> very conflicting. Because I still have that voice inside my head saying, isn't this a waste, Risa? Aren't you wasting resources right now on you? And the answer is, no, I'm not. Because I am worth investing all the resources on me. Healing from CPTSD can look like choosing to prioritize yourself, sometimes for the first time in your whole life. Gosh, what a difference does it make? I can feel my body clocking in this new approach, this new way of treating myself. And it feels comforting. And as I continue to get better and as I hopefully am able to go through with some of the plans that I have for the week coming up, I'm very hopeful that as I continue to show my body how I want, deserve, and need to be treated, it will not only accept it from me, but start accepting it from other people too. Because I struggle with that too. That's the reality of this. I, If anything, I... I I struggle with other people treating me with this level of care and I don't know what to do with it. It's, it's, it feels uncomfortable. It feels overwhelming. It almost feels like I, I shouldn't have that much attention on me. Like somebody like, can anybody else take this spotlight? Please, please get this thing off of me. Like this doesn't feel right. And I need to sit with that. I really need to sit with that and work on it. Because I'm worthy of receiving the same amount of care I give to other people. Like, I don't hesitate to care for others. It's a no-brainer to me. It's harder. It's harder when I turn it on myself. And it's harder when other people are offering it to me. And I I have to say, as I build a new circle of friends, I'm, I'm grateful to the people that have reached out to me and have kept me company during these few days. And when I have my friends sending me lovely care packages or sending me a voice message that tells me the things that I need to hear, things that are kind towards myself. It's just, (sighs) thank you. Thank you. That's something I would do for anyone else. And I wouldn't think for a second to do it for me sometimes. And it blows my mind when other people are just offering it to me back. And it feels so nice. (laughs) It really does. I'm so grateful. And as I wrap up this unscripted reflection on on being sick I I do want to point out um how uh (laughs) the title of this episode is like it's like sick triggers and it's pun intended kind of has like that double meaning of like like the triggers of being sick and also how sick triggers can be right ah it's so hard it's really hard living with this and I have to say I I feel very privileged that I get the opportunity and the resources to be able to go on this healing journey and to be able to look at this stuff and try a new way because not everybody gets a chance like this. I'm not planning on wasting mine. In this week's healing invitation, and I <laughs> coming up with it right now as, as, as we speak, uh, okay, healing invitation. In this week's healing invitation, I want to invite you to 
start thinking about a care package for yourself for when you're not feeling well. It could be an actual physical sickness or when your mind is not feeling well. Can you start thinking about things that you can put on a list or on some sort of routine that you can craft for yourself? Can you think of things that you can include in this care package that when the time comes, you can just go and look at this thing and kind of have steps that can guide you into how to care for yourself better than you ever have before. This is a healing invitation I wish I would have done before I got sick recently. I'm going to work on this because the next time I'm sick, I kind of don't want to be caught off guard. I want to have a bit of a, of a plan crafted by a healthy Risa who has all her capacities working at full full speed. I think it's so important for us to prepare, to prepare to care for ourselves, to prepare to treat ourselves kindly and and to execute that. It's so important to prioritize ourselves and our well-being. And perhaps this care package can include a few things you have on a drawer. And when you are not feeling well, you can open that drawer. And those things are already there. They're ready for you to give you comfort, and to give you care and kindness. Perhaps in that drawer is a list of people that you can message and reach out to to stay connected and to ask for help if you need anything. Perhaps you make a list of favorite movies and shows that you can put on as you rest and recover and take it easy. Make this what works for you. And if it can help you in any way, You can think about it in terms of maybe writing a care package for a loved one. If you were to hear that a loved one was sick and you could send them a care package, what would you put in it? What would you give to them to help them feel better? And you can add those things to the list and then give them to yourself when the time or if the time comes. And quite frankly, I hope you don't get sick. But if you do, I hope you have that blanket of comfort and those resources to help you feel better. Please let me know how this week's healing invitation goes if you choose to accept it. Before we wrap up this episode, all music and production is courtesy of yours truly. Also, I want to share a few ways you can support this podcast. You can subscribe and leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or the platform you are using to listen. Share this episode with anyone you think can benefit from this content. Follow Hello Trauma Brain on Instagram. Subscribe to the Hello Trauma Brain YouTube channel and hit the notification bell to be the first to know when I post a new episode. And you can make a donation by getting me a coffee through the official bio site. No worries, all links will be provided in the show notes. Thank you so much for joining me today. I wish you the best as you continue navigating your healing journey. And if you are sick or have been sick recently, I hope you feel better. And if you are not and you are healthy, I hope you stay healthy for much longer. And if you ever come down uh, with anything and, and you're under the weather or you're not feeling great on a given day, it doesn't have to be, again, it doesn't have to be a cold. It doesn't have to be a, a, an illness. It could be just a day where you're feeling like, eh. I hope you have that care package and that you are able to give yourself 
all the resources, all the kindness, and all the comfort. It is time for our farewell affirmations. You are welcome to repeat after me. I am enough. I am lovable. And I deserve to heal. I wish you a gentle week and thank you for listening.